Welcome to Everyday Evangelism, a new podcast series building up everyday Christians and churches for God's urban mission. Together we'll explore how we can confidently share Jesus in different urban contexts and connect with people on the margins of society. We're so glad you can join us. I'm Jason Roach, Director of Ministries at London City Mission, and I'll be joined by a range of guests for topical discussions, inspiring stories, and practical tips. By God's grace, we can see Jesus Christ known in every community. In this episode, we're thinking about how to share Jesus in everyday conversations. In Matthew 28, verse 19, Jesus says, Go make disciples of all nations. But as we see that being played out in his own life and in the life of the disciples, it wasn't just the set peace moments when he shared about the gospel. It was as he went along the way and met people like Zacchaeus uh, or, or others who the disciples met as they went about uh, their business. And so we just want to think today, how do we do that? How do we get better at sharing Jesus in natural, relatable ways in the everyday circumstances of our lives? And so I'm here today with uh, Laura Gordon, uh, one of our missionaries in Croydon, specialising in children, youth and schools, and with Felix Aremo uh, from the training department. Welcome, guys. It's great to have you with us. Well, look, as we kick off, you'll know that one of the verses in the Bible that speaks about witness to Jesus is in 1 Peter, and it talks about always being ready to give an answer when asked to give the reason for the hope that we have. But in that verse, I guess the emphasis is on waiting. It's our life and our character and our behavior that is causing people to ask us a question. But as I've just hinted at, do we stop there, Felix? Yeah, that's a good question. It would be fantastic if um, as we went about our lives, people just ran up to us and asked us, ah, you seem very hopeful. What is the reason for your hope? That would be awesome. Or what must I do to be saved? Sadly, people tend to fill in the blanks themselves and mm. oh, you're, you're a Christian, that means you're a nice person, but they're not necessarily going to ask you to expand on that. Um, and so we do need to be um, more intentional. Um, but thankfully, the gospel is so expansive, it touches every area of life that as long as we're aware of the different ways the gospel does that, there are opportunities every single day. Um, so I like to think of the gospel as as a drama with four chapters. Um, so in the first chapter, we hear about God, who's the loving creator of the universe. He 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 made us. He loved us. He made us to live in relationship with Himself. He made a, us to live in a wonderful world. That's chapter one. Chapter two is we as human beings have turned away from God, and um, we don't love Him. We don't trust Him. We don't obey Him as we ought to, and so our world is broken. And and so there's so many opportunities to speak about the fact that you know when something happens, something in the news or something in uh, people's personal lives there's an opportunity to say this is this is really bad um and you know i i, I empathize with you i sympathize um but potentially there's opportunities at that point to even say this is a symptom of the brokenness in the world and we're not okay with it because we were made for a better world you know so that's the first chapter about god the loving creator and the world he's made um chapter two about the brokenness of the world um, but then we can go on and say, chapter three, God loves us. He, 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 he wants us to live in relationship with him. And so he's pursued us throughout human history. He's given, he sent messengers, prophets to, to, to make himself known. And ultimately he sent his son, the Lord Jesus. 
Um, and so rather than God being distant and unknowable, actually have a God who can be known because he became a human being. Um, and so there's an opportunity to speak about the Lord Jesus, the fact that God hasn't left us, that he's with us. Um, and then fourthly, the fourth chapter is that we have, a, we have a hope for the future. This world isn't all that there is. So even in the darkest times where there's real pain and tragedy, um, the perspective of eternity can help us um, recognize that this doesn't have to be the whole story of our lives or the lives of, of those we love. So yeah, as long as we are aware of the, the unfolding drama um, of, of the gospel, there are opportunities every single day to, to speak about that. Now, now, what you just said sounds great. There, there are different ways from different parts of the Bible story that we can speak about Jesus, but it sounds like quite a lot. Are you saying we we need to do all of that at once? <laughs> um, if <laughs> if there was the opportunity, yes, but no, no, we we, we definitely don't. Um, if we have the framework in our minds, we can keep track of okay, how much of the story have I shared with this person? You know. Um, We've spoken about the brokenness of the world, but oh, I, I didn't speak about hope. Um, perhaps, yeah, I can go back to the person and say, uh, you know, in our conversation last week, w we spoke about this. I'd, I'd love to share more of, um, would it be okay if I shared more of the Christian message? Um, so that, yeah, we definitely don't have to do it all in one go. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it, it takes some intentionality as well. I mean, it, it reminds me of a story of a, a couple of guys who worked uh, in an office and they would ring each other first thing in the morning, uh, having read the newspaper and think, what can we pick up on today from what we've read in the news that day so that we're ready when someone gives us, uh, when we're in a conversation with someone. I mean, does that ring true for you, Laura, in your experience? Yeah, totally. I mean, people are, they're looking for answers. And I think if we're able to engage people where they're at as well, so it doesn't feel like we're coming and lecturing someone, we're actually having a conversation. We're caring about the things that people say, we're listening to them. And then by listening to them, just seeing where, where in that gospel framework would, what chapter would be most relevant to them and kind of meeting them where they are. So yeah, that intentionality is, is, it goes a long way. And I love what you said there about listening, because I guess often we could be so excited and um, worried yeah. about talking to people about Jesus, that before we actually remember that this is a human being in front of us, <laughs> yeah, <so silly. laughs> we're into trying to say something. Yeah. So I loved what you're saying about listening. And have you seen that go well or badly in your experiences? This <laughs> open to both of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think well, most of the time. Okay. Um, yeah, you, I know there's the odd few times where, you know, you don't actually get to say anything because you're listening so much to someone. But even that, that's building relationship with that person. Yeah. So that you know, that, that old quote, you know, nobody cares what you know until they know that you care. So even that listening is, is building relationship and, and opening a door to the gospel. But most of the time, the, the listening does pay off because, you know, you're relating the gospel to that person. You're letting them know that God cares about them personally mm. and that the gospel is for them. It's not just an abstract concept for the Christian over there. It's, it's for me. So, yeah, listening most of the time always, it pays off. Yeah. And I think being patient with it as well. Um, so for a time, it may just be that, you know, when they ask, how's your weekend? You say, oh yeah, I had a great time at church. And um, then it's not a surprise when you invite them to church, say at Christmas, um, 
or it may be that something happens in their life and they know, okay, this person, I know that they're a nice person, but they also seem to be willing to talk to me about more important things. Um, I know who to seek out at this point. So, um, you know, we're constantly just, um, yeah, being the sort of person who demonstrates that we care mm. um, for them and are willing to speak about matters of, of faith and the significance of life. Um, and yeah, sometimes they will seek us out, but you know, we're being intentional and, and, and praying that God uses those times as well. Okay. Well, look, we're, we're already moving towards this now, but let's try and get super specific. What would it look like to share Jesus in a relatable way? What, what your top tips be in terms of how to do that? Laura, let's kick off with you. Yeah, I think my top tip would be keep it simple. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. what, what is the main message that we're trying to put across? But the main message is that Jesus, the Son of God, came, died for our sins for your personal forgiveness. Um, yes, keep it simple. Keep it vivid as well. So relevant to the, the person that you're speaking to. So um, a good example is um, my pastor actually shared on Sunday about the, the smell of sin. <laughs> so when we're talking to young people, um, it's good to kind of bring bring the gospel in a way to something that's relatable to them. So for example, um, speaking about a, a year nine class and imagine that that class has just been to PE and now they're in the English class. What does that classroom smell like? Not very pleasant. <laughs> and immediately teenagers know that smell. Parents know that smell. Yes. Yes. <laughs> teachers know that smell. And just so something that brings the gospel alive and then just taking it that step further and saying, that's what the smell of sin is like to God. The, the things that we do that offend him, the things that we think that, that offend him, the things that we say, that's how offensive it is to God. Just to bring some kind of tangibility almost to, to quite an abstract concept and then bring Jesus in after that. So now imagine that Jesus is the most wonderful smelling smell that you've ever seen or you've ever smelt. Um, <laughs> we need that smell on us. We need, I guess, a Jesus deodorant as such. <laughs> um, yeah. Just really, really vivid pictures that help people to understand what you're saying um, and, and puts them in, in the story for them to understand. Okay, vivid pictures, storytelling, bringing Jesus into the picture. And I, I love, and it's, I guess it's relatable, relatable yes. stories as well, isn't it? Um, as you've described, I, I think of the example of going into the kitchen and there's a bread bin in the kitchen mm -hmm. and you walk over to the bread bin and you open up the bread bin and the bread is moldy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Kind of like, on the outside, everything looks fine. Yeah. But as soon as you open up, Mm -hmm. on the inside there's a problem and kind of people can relate to that and connect absolutely. it absolutely uh, as soon as you say s sin can be like that on the outside it looks like it, we're okay but on the inside it's mm. not like that mm. other things that you'd add felix um yeah i i love those stories by the way and yeah yeah i can imagine how um easy it is to to show how much of a problem it is because it affects our relationships with one another as yeah. well and, and so whenever there's a conflict whenever there's strife there's an opportunity to say yeah like this this thing b between maybe siblings um yeah. also is a reflection of of the brokenness in our relationship with god as well um so that yeah that that's brilliant um i think in addition it's um it's good to have in mind stories from the bible as well um so 
we, it can be easy um, when we go to church to think quite abstractly, um, but Jesus often used very concrete stories. So um, the story of the lost sons in Luke 15, where you've got a younger son who's just you know, a bit wild and reckless and so obviously not in right relationship with his father, but you've got an older son who's actually quite religious and um, on the surface of things looks like he's he's completely fine like he's the one that everyone looks up to he's the one that that's but how it's possible to be um very religious yet rejecting god or very you know wild and reckless um and obviously rejecting god mm. but and and it's very interesting that the father is quick to embrace the younger son um that and that's not how we think of god often um, that you know, God is a God who's just longing to embrace um, no matter how bad our lives are. But even the person who looks very you know, respectable on the surface, um, the father goes to the older son and, and is eager to embrace him and bring him in to celebrate um, in a party as well. So um, you know, a story like that speaks to different people, but also changes all of our minds about who God is. Who is this God that we want that were encouraging people, inviting people into relation with. He's a good God. He's a loving God. He's a generous God. Um, and so, yeah, the Bible stories are fantastic as well. Thank you. So that would be a specific one to have in mind that the story of the prodigal son, uh, among a number of others that we could choose. Yeah. Well, we've been thinking about sharing our faith and sharing Jesus in everyday ways, in the everyday conversations that we find ourselves in. We're going to hear now from uh, Michael and Rob, part of the LCM family, about an intentional conversation that, that Rob had with Michael that ended up having a life-changing impact. Let's watch it together now. Well, my name is Michael Prendergast, and um, I work um, at London City Mission. At the age of 41, I ended up in Lewisham Hospital, and I was in there for you know, a, a good amount of time. My name's Robert Prendergast. I worked for London City Mission probably nearly about 10 years. My mum had let me know that my cousin Michael, he had a heart condition and um, he was sick in hospital. So I thought, oh my goodness. I wasn't sure whether or not he was a Christian um, and I was convinced that I had to somehow make, try and share with him the gospel just in case he'd never heard it before. I felt really nervous and anxious. I, I remember taking a, a book along with me, you know, just to leave with him. Obviously, you know, saw him, said hi, caught up a little bit. And in the back of my mind, I'm feeling like, Robert, you got to share the gospel with this guy. you got to share the gospel with this guy. And, and it came out horribly. I mean, I was stumbling over my words. I was a bit all over the place. I really felt like I was walking through glue in my conversation, and it was, it was horrible. My saving grace was the fact that I brought this book, left this book with him. I said, look, I said, Mike, um, I'm not sure if you're gonna get a chance to, but you know, I brought this book along with me and, um, and it felt like a real hard sell. I left the hospital just so deflated and discouraged, you know, and like I'm a pastor, you know, I'm a, a Bible um, instructor and, I teach people how to share the gospel and do evangelism. I just felt, Lord, forgive me for just being so useless. And yeah, I beat myself up all the way home. Rob was trying to trying to share something 
I mean, obviously, I didn't understand the gospel or anything like that really too, too, too deeply. He brought me this book called uh, Turning Points by Vaughan Roberts and um, started to read it. And the book, the book messed me up. Um, it started to talk to me about Jesus. It started to talk to me about sin. I was looking at who I was while I was in hospital and I realised that I'd turned into something really horrible. My marriage was going down the pan. This book, it started to talk to me about sin and I'm like, wow. Just before the operation I had, um, the doctors came round with this consent form. It said, well, it said, if you die on the operating table, it's not our, our fault. And I'm like, whoa, this is really serious. And I think that night I went into the toilet and I just asked God for forgiveness, prayed to receive Christ and gave my life to the Lord. Rob came a, a second time and um, I remember it because it was the night before the operation. It was the evening after I'd signed them consent forms. I noticed that the book that I'd left, there was a bookmark halfway through the book and I was shocked and I do remember saying like, oh Mike, you know, like, you've been reading the book. <laughs> and, he, and he turned to me and, I, and I, this I do remember, he said, Rob, I've been reading this book, but he says, it's so morbid. <laughs> I said to Rob, this book is a bit, it's a bit morbid, bro, but it really convicted me. I said, would you mind if I just prayed with you before I left? And he put his hands together and he closed his eyes and um, and he allowed me to pray with him, which was a real beautiful moment. I remember Robert praying for me and yeah, went for the operation. I say I stopped short of jumping and clicking my heels in the air, um, but I, f I was reminded that it wasn't, you know, a perfect presentation that meant the difference. The power was in the message, the power was in the good news, the power was in the gospel. I left, I suppose, really quite encouraged by the fact that God is able to to use the least of us. My life has totally changed. I'm in full-time ministry. I'm an elder at uh, Ecclesia Church along with Pastor Ephraim and Pastor Rob. And my life has just transformed. And my wife actually became a Christian. We both got baptized together. God really transformed a marriage that was broken and finished. It was over, it was finished. And that's all part of my testimony, that, you know, God can transform your life. God lets me take part in transforming someone's eternal destiny. God lets me co-labor with him in changing a person's life. That was mind-blowing. The God of the universe would, would use a person with dyslexia, um, struggling, you know, going into trained churches to, to be able to do that, and just speaking about the mission and just meeting beautiful people and encouraging them, you know, to be able to share their faith. I love sharing the gospel. I'm open-air preaching in Peckham. I open-air preached in Brixton for many years. You know, when we share our testimony, no one can't argue with your testimony because you lived it. We can spend hours arguing about the Bible, but they can't argue with my testimony. They can't tell me that, you know, I was in hospital and had sudden death syndrome and now I'm and I had this lecture and now I'm going into churches with, with my brothers and, and, and teaching them how to do evangelism. No one can't argue with that. But it starts with the gospel.
God takes the things that you're worst at and uses them at your strength. It's just, it's just, it's just mind blowing. That is the power of God. Laura, thoughts? I love how Rob said that he doesn't, he thought he got it wrong. Um, I think that's a really important takeaway. I think sometimes as Christians, because we're so passionate about the gospel, rightly, we want it to be perfect. Mm. We want that perfect presentation. And as Rob said, that's, that's, it doesn't need to be like that. Um, if we just remember that it's God that's doing the work, um, yeah. it doesn't. It's not about how perfect we speak. It's not about getting the right words. It, it's about God's work in that person that's listening. And um, there's a wonderful encouragement from I think it's Ecclesiastes um, that says, you know, it's to sow your seed in the morning and the evening because you don't know which one will prosper, this one or that one. You don't know how God works. It's not about how perfect we are. Um, yeah, so that that really that really resonated with me. It, it reminds me of a story when um, I had to, I didn't have to, but I chose to <laughs> share the gospel with with my granddad. Yeah. Um, just before, just like a week before he passed away, and I worked myself up about it so much about what words do I say? Um, because it, obviously it's a grave situation, and I just called called him, started talking, and just launched head first into it. No nuance, no conversation. Granddad, have you ever thought about God? And I'm like. And I don't know what else to say after this. And then he said, surprisingly, I have thought about God and I think I have some things that I owe him. I could never have planned that. I could never have expected it to go that way. I was just so concerned about what I had to do um, that I didn't consider even him that I was speaking to, but also the work of God in people's lives that we're speaking to. And we see that every day when we're speaking with people. So it's not about us. It's about God. And he knows our weaknesses and he's still chosen us to do it. So, yeah, really be encouraged by that. Yeah, I think it, I guess it can be not just uh, our worries about um, our own performance it can also be worries about how they're going to respond as mm. well. You know, yeah. I know for me, sometimes I have in my head that the worst case scenario is going to happen. I'm going to share something about Jesus mm -hmm. and they are going to um, uh, they're going to get it erupt in my face or something. And I guess over the years, I've I've realized that a lot of that is in my head rather than actually in the people that I'm speaking to. So um, I I guess we just learn that through the experience of, of going through yeah, and hearing stories like yours. Yeah. yeah. And just, I guess you've been through um, the process of training missionaries for some time. And do you come across this idea of people feeling like uh, they've got to perform is that something that comes up as you're so hearing people talk about sharing the gospel? Yeah, for sure. Um, sometimes we speak as if we're being graded by a Christian or a pastor or something, and we're wanting to, we forget that we're speaking to a person and we're trying to remember a script um, and we're, you know, wanting to make sure that we've, we've dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's in terms of, um, you know, and it's just, much better to to focus on the person in front of us and and to make it a conversation um i've just said this did that make sense that, do you have any questions about that <laughs> um and i mean thankfully um often when we as we reflect on the conversation we've had we'll spot things oh, i don't think i was very clear there i don't think that made sense i'm not sure we can often just go back to our friend and say hey i i was really nervous and i said a lot of things and i'd love us to have another conversation about this would you be up for that um and 
yeah, often there is another opportunity to to say what we hoped we would have said before. So yeah, God is kind. Thank you. <laughs> I guess there was something else there about intentionality as well. Rob had that particular desire and thought process. I'm going to go to the hospital to share Jesus with my cousin. It's deliberate. And I guess that does take a bit of preparation, a bit of forethought. I need to make different choices in order to share the gospel with this person. Um, and it's interesting you shared the story of sharing the gospel with your grandfather, yeah. you say, mm -hmm. and I can definitely relate to that, you know, with my dad, just having to be really deliberate, Lord, please help me mm. <laughs> as I go to visit him now. Uh, same with my brother, you know, please help me as I try and share the gospel uh, with him. Uh, there's intentionality about it. Um, the final little bit there, Michael was talking about how um, the power of testimony was something that we shouldn't forget. Mm. And any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's so um, good to, to hear how God um, has been working in people's lives. And, and often people can think, oh, well, if, if God was able to do that for you, perhaps they, you know, that m my situation isn't hopeless. So it's yeah. helpful from that point of view. Um, but the danger is that we, if we just leave it with, this is what God has done in my life, full stop, um, I don't know what to do with that, apart from maybe say, well, that's good for you. Mm -hmm. um, and so we need to say enough so that they are also invited to respond um, and not just respond to my story, but respond to Jesus, respond to the gospel. Um, and so, yeah, I'm struck by the fact that Rob shared about Jesus first time around. He yeah. left a book <laughs> that was about Jesus so that by the time you know, Michael had reflected he had the opportunity to respond to jesus not just to um you know hearing about what god has done in in rob's life for example um, and so we yeah let's remember to yeah make sure that we've told people enough about jesus for them to be able to respond to him and give the invitation say um are you happy with ha you know, your current relationship with jesus would you like that to change for example we come then to thinking about particular challenges um, and I, I don't know about you but um, there are sometimes mistakes or bad habits we can fall into when we're trying to share about Jesus help us through some of the things that we should avoid Felix why don't you kick us off what, what shouldn't we do as we're seeking to share Jesus I think it's um important to avoid jargon okay um we we use quite a lot of jargon as christians so there are t even the term sin i mean thankfully you, you gave us examples of, of ways that we can talk about sin in in more tangible ways but even something like sin um people don't know what, what we mean by that mm -hmm. and so it's important for us to explain that even when we speak about god mm. um, many people have lots of different ideas about you know, when we say the word God. Um, and so introducing him as the loving creator of, of the universe, the one who, um, the fact that he's relational, you know, just things that people may not associate with God. For some, God is, uh, you know, an impersonal force in the universe. And so uh, it, when we're talking about having a relationship with God, what are we talking about? Um, <laughs> so I think it requires a conversation, a dialogue. It can't just be a, let me tell you everything I know 
just checking in regularly saying Does, did that make sense even asking them what what do you believe about god what do you believe about oh interesting and and then uh knowing how to respond what ideas to correct um that's that sort of thing it's really helpful because i mean i often think about uh, and share with people speak to non-christians the way you speak to your christian friends you know don't have this kind of oh suddenly i walk out of church and then i'm i don't mention god anymore but i think you're saying we need to go a bit further than that actually because my christian friends can fill in the blanks yeah whereas actually but maybe we need to be less jargony with our christian friends as well because <laughs> <laughs> then if if we use everyday language and we're very specific about what we're talking about with our christian friends then it'll be very natural to, to do it with non-christian friends so sometimes we do hide behind it yeah i'm, I'm you know i'm blessed and highly favored and you know <laughs> yeah. god is god is good and you know and it's good to say those things but what what are we talking about what do we mean okay. um so we, yeah we shouldn't have to constantly switch um between like uh am i speaking to a christian am i speaking to a non-christian no no it would be great if we just had um a natural way of speaking that spoke specifically about what god is doing in you know tangible concrete ways okay would you add anything to that laura yeah i think just picking up on the 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 conversation aspect of it um yeah it's not a lecture just really interact with that person um and also feel free if i know you don't know if you're going to see somebody regularly but not every conversation has to be a gospel conversation. No, it doesn't have to. No, that's wrong. Every conversation does need to be a gospel conversation, but it doesn't necessarily have to have a gospel presentation in it. So, you know, it's okay to speak about football. It's okay to speak about Netflix, but just remember what's the intention. Can I yeah. just, can you just unpack that a bit more? I love every, con every conversation needs to be a gospel conversation, mm -hmm. but it doesn't need to be a gospel presentation. Yes. So I get the presentation bit, yeah. but every conversation should be a gospel conversation. Just mm -hmm. say a l little bit more about that. Yeah. So what, in, in you building relationship with people, yes, there's fellowship. Yes. There's just the everyday living life with people, but just having the back of your mind, you know, you're picking up little, little bits of information. Is this person searching for something? Has something happened in this person's life? So in, in all your conversation, you're, you're thinking about where the gospel com can come in. But, you know, this person's just said good morning to you when you're taking in the bins. Do you know Jesus Christ? It's not, <laughs> it's, it, it's not always helpful. <laughs> um, so just having that distinction, why, why we're here, but sharing in a way that's, um, I don't know, useful uh, would be the, the, the distinction I'd make. In which case, what, what can help to build our confidence in sharing Jesus with others? What can help to build our confidence in sharing Jesus with others? I, I think we should take every opportunity to practice. Um, and what that looks like is whether with Christian friends or even with friends who don't yet know Jesus, asking them or saying to them, you know, I've been thinking about the fact that I haven't um, spoken too much about my faith. Um, I'd love to get better at, at doing that because it's so important to me. Mm. Would you mind hearing me talk about it or us having a conversation about it and you can give me some feedback? Yeah. Um, and great if we could do that with with friends who, who who don't know Jesus and they can give us proper feedback. Um, but even with Christians, if you know, if we're too nervous about doing that, even with Christian friends, just you know, I I had a, a conversation with my wife just in the car on our way to church. We like we just went back and forth. Um, so that we just had the opportunity to practice together um, about, yeah, 
if if someone did ask us, what do you believe as a Christian? What would we say? Okay, okay. Just on the way to church. Love that. <laughs> what, what would you say, Laura? I think that's fantastic. Um, I think so that on practically and practicing, but also think about your heart as well. Yeah. So, you know, we always say preach the gospel to yourself. Think about the motivation as to why you're telling, you're sharing the gospel with people. You're sharing the gospel because you want people to know the loving father that you know as well. Um, let it, let your kind of just meditate on the joy of knowing God so that it kind of flows out of you normally you know you know you're not motivated by fear you're not motivated by you know like just cold duty let it be something that you're you're happy about yeah. and i think sometimes we can we can do that by reflecting on the relationship that god has with you as a person and just remembering that he has chosen you to to share the gospel um you know we look at our flaws we look at our weaknesses you know god is sovereign he's written that into you and he uses that as a way to connect with people yeah so just remembering that you know you are the one that god has chosen um without any pressure of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in a joyful way. i love that because um, it reminds me of a time where i i went to a, a talk which was seeking to share the good news of jesus with um international students yeah um and i was there my friend was speaking but the woman sitting next to me had i could tell that she basically hadn't understood a word that was said because of her kind yeah. of English um, abilities. And so I then tried to, you know, basically summarize what the speaker had been saying for, um, you know, 20 minutes or so. And as I was doing so, I was just, you know, just checking things off. I was saying, yeah, so, you know, Jesus, he's the son of God. He he died on the cross. Um, you know, he he died, he was executed because of our, our, our turning away from God. And, um, and then, you know, he came back to life um, on the third day. And she was like, what? He died and came back to life. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I thought, that's a fantastic response. Um, and actually that enthusiasm should have been mine rather than hers, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we, yeah, we are in relationship with the living God. That is an incredible thing. He's done so much to bring us into relationship with, with him. Um, he, he's done it always, he's made it possible. There's a level of yeah joy and excitement that should come through as we're speaking to people, rather than just oh, my pastor told me to do this. I, I better um, make sure I do this this week. You know, um, we speak about when we've seen a great film or when we've heard a, a wonderful piece of music. It's very easy to say, oh, let me tell you about this. Mm. Um, it should be just as easy to say to people. I was just reminded about how much God loves us. Can't tell you about that. Mm. You know. Yeah. Thank you for that of both of you so this is something that should come out of our heart mm. and be a natural overflow of our own thankfulness and joy like we get in the psalms and you know i think of someone recently who just said to me he was talking about speaking to people uh, that he'd met about jesus and it was it was something that comes up quite common what do you do on the weekend and he said i went to church yeah but when he said this his face just melted and the smile on his face. And I thought about times when I've said, I went to church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've all done that. And yet it was, he, he didn't, we'd want him to say more. That's not the gospel as we've been saying earlier. And yet there was something that was so attractive about this is something that is precious to him, that brings him joy. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, we want to we want to come to thinking about what we take away from this and we've said lots of things 
But if you were going to give someone one next step, one action point, what would that be? So, so take a moment to think. <laughs> what would the one next step be that someone could put into practice as a result of hearing what we've been talking about? And I'll let you choose who's going to go first. Um, I'd say um, it's really good to just be really clear in our own minds about the gospel itself. Uh -huh. um, so we've got a passage like 1 Corinthians 15. Um, the first few verses talk about the you know, the facts of um, Jesus' life, his death and burial, um, his resurrection, the fact that he appeared to, to everyone. Um, so that's the core of the gospel and what Jesus did. Um, but then there are things that we need to understand for that to make sense. Mm. Um, so just being really clear about, um, you know, who are we? <laughs> um, you know, what is this world that we live in? Um, who is God? Um, and you know what's gone wrong that we even need a savior, um, and then how how do we respond to 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 the savior who has come? Um, so if we're clear in our minds, then we'll have opportunities to to connect that to people. Um, yes, yeah, so just having the framework in mind. Should okay. I share a a website that might help people with that? Go for it. Uh, okay. Um, so um, two ways to live dot com. Um, so if you just do a search for two ways to live. Um, a helpful um, graphical depiction of you know, different elements of the gospel story and yeah just uh, spending time thinking through that and how you might communicate that would be a, a good way to a good place to start brilliant thank you Felix Laura um, I'd say reflect on honestly where you are in terms of confidence of sharing the gospel and then take one step um, to to go forward so if you are not even thinking about speaking to someone start thinking about just saying hello to a person um if, if you're good with saying hello to someone start thinking about that that gospel intention of conversation so how can you how can you be building relationship with someone in order to, to share the gospel if you're okay with that start thinking about like you mentioned, some of the things that are going on in current affairs, some of the things that might be happening in that person's life and start to think about some of the ways that you can address that brokenness um, and what chapter of the gospel story or drama would you start to bring that person in with? So okay. just do one thing. One thing, okay, one thing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take two, I'm gonna steal an extra one. The first one is just a reminder to pray. Uh, we'd, we'd all agree with that and one practice we've got in our family is to try and pray on Saturday mornings uh, from the book of Colossians just one verse from uh, Colossians chapter 4 and it's where the Apostle Paul is writing to this group of Christians and asking them to pray for him that God would give him opportunities to speak about Jesus basically and it says he says pray that God would open up a door an opportunity for the message of the gospel and that he'd proclaim it clearly as he ought to so um, we, we try and do this every Saturday sometimes it's more structured and orderly than others let me put it that way and I remember one Saturday recently where we Lord had just settled my children and we had the opportunity to pray this intentionally and then we went out and we were uh, just at, 
outside a shopping centre and just walking past the shopping centre was uh, a friend of ours who we hadn't seen for some time, uh, who wasn't a Christian, but we'd had some conversations with before and we were like, yes, Lord, you answer prayer. It was such an encouraging moment. And so just that encouragement to pray. And if we know people who perhaps we have had conversations with before or in our family or colleagues, whatever, to pray by name. Mm. that the Lord would give us opportunities to speak to them. So that's one, uh, to pray. And I guess the uh, second one is just to remember that ultimately this is about one person speaking to another person about Jesus. And so asking ourselves, are we speaking about Jesus? Are we mentioning the name of Jesus in our conversations? Um, loads of stuff uh, to think and take away. Thank you so much for the wisdom and examples that you've shared. It's been a real privilege. It's time to pray. Yeah. And can I ask you, Laura, uh, to pray for us Absolutely. as we close? Yeah. Father God, Lord, I thank you that you came into our world, Lord God, that you sent Jesus into our world to come and, and rescue us, Lord God. Uh, thank you, Father, that you know our weaknesses, Lord God. You know our heart, Lord God, and it's it's your message, it's your work, it's your Holy Spirit that, that brings life, Lord God. And I pray you would help us, Lord, as we to go out to, to speak to these people, Lord, as Jason said, to open a door for, for the message, Lord God, of the gospel. Father, I pray that you would give confidence, you would give boldness, um, and that you would give receptive hearts, Lord God. I thank you that you have chosen your people as your mouthpiece in the world today. And Father, I just pray that like when the, the people saw Peter and the disciples um, in Acts, that they were astonished because these people weren't, they didn't know very much, they weren't very well educated, but they said that they had been with Jesus. And I pray that it would be the same for us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks for listening. Hope you can join us next time for the LCM podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We pray that you've been inspired to take your next step in building connections and sharing Jesus with those around you, especially people on the margins of society. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, why not subscribe and recommend this podcast to a friend? Visit our Everyday Evangelism Urban Mission Resource Hub at lcm.org.uk forward slash resources to find all the latest episodes, as well as a range of helpful tools to help you confidently share Jesus and connect with people on the margins of society. Follow London City Mission on social media to stay up with all the latest content.